This is John Martinka with our Getting the Deal Done podcast series. And today I am very fortunate to have my friend and past client, Rob Kaplan, the owner of Black Pine Hot Tubs and Swim Spas with me. And Rob, thank you for doing this. Hi, John. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So you've been an owner of Black Pine for about five or six years now. What's it like being the owner of a business after working in the corporate world? Well, uh, you know, when I was in the corporate world, I was, uh, I'm, I'm a weird duck in that I have a, my, my past is kind of checkered. I, I come from broadcast television and that's a whole other subject of a world that's changed uh, and kind of segued through Paul Allen's Vulcan and, and into just wanted to do my own thing. But, but I, I find that a lot of the rules in the corporate world in terms of managing something hold true in the entrepreneurial world. The, the big difference to me is that you control your own destiny and that's the part that I adore. Okay. Um, as again, you've been an owner for about five or six years. What improvements did you make? Why did you make them? Uh, all of that. Well, yeah, I mean, Black Pine's been around since 1981. Prior owners, uh, really good guys who actually I still work with, uh, they, they um, sell for us sometimes and, and always consult. And, and I've been incredibly fortunate with that relationship and that I think it's unusual to, um, they're actually young guys uh, who bought the business really young. They earned some money when they're in college and then you know sold to me after about 10 or 12 years. Uh, so, um, you know, I've had the benefit of their experience, but they also really, you know, weren't digital guys. And so when I bought the business, for instance, you know, everything was done on a, every sales contract was a four part NC, what are they called? NCR forms, no carbon paper forms. Mm -hmm. And there were, you know, boxes and boxes of files of, of past deals. And when somebody called up, to ask about you know where their order was or any question, people were literally climbing through file cabinets. And um, uh, there's an employee who worked for them who's been with the company for 20 years, who's my GM, who is quite wonderful, but also you know like many people, a little bit afraid of change, resistant to change. So when I brought up something like, well, come on, let's let's go to digital, you know, agreements. Oh no, we can't do that. And, and even when we went to digital agreements for the first uh, four years, um, three and a half years, you know, she still insisted on having paper copies in a file cabinet. You know, it's funny to get people, getting people to, to make that transition uh, is, 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 a, is a challenge. Okay. So I take it the uh, employees took to you and... Well, the day, the, day, the, day we bought the, business, the day I bought the business, I walked in and um, the employees were sitting in a circle and uh, one employee, you know, who I won't name, he's still with us, a great, great guy, was sitting on the floor in tears. So that, was, that was sort of the start of, you know, change scares people. Change is just scary. And uh, coming in and 
assuring people that you weren't, you know, we weren't going to do anything scary and we wanted to take care of them. And uh, in fact, you know, try to make their lives better, which, which we've absolutely done. I mean, this is a company where health insurance didn't exist before we got there. Uh, so, you know, no kind of um, uh, retirement plan or anything. So, you know, not that we have a gold plated uh, kind of plan, but we have, we have basic stuff they didn't have before. And I, you know, just have a different output outlook on on uh, how the employees should be um, treated, and uh, that than my predecessors did. And you know, it it takes some time. I mean, some employees have been there for many years. I would say honestly, it was it was years before they fully you know trusted me. But you know, now as you said, it's it's going on six years in, and and uh, everyone, um, you know, we, we we get along really well. Anyone who you know didn't quite work out uh, left, and there there weren't many of those. And we picked up some terrific new people along the way. Uh, so it's uh, you know the transition is 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 always a challenge. But I just think having a a steady hand and communicating and reassuring people. Um, you know, really, uh, you know, helps a lot, but obviously time helps even more. Okay. So how did COVID change things for you? You mentioned, you know, immediately you went digital, but there's a big change with anything retail with COVID. Well, especially in our industry, COVID has blown it up. I mean, the great news for hot tubs and swim spas is that demand is up markedly because people are home. The bad news is supply is down markedly. So I'm in an environment now where pre-COVID, I could order something from the factory and it would be seven to 10 business days in production and then ready to ship to us. And we are literally at a point now, this is January 5th. Any, If I order a unit today, it's being delivered in late January or mid, early to mid-February of 2022. The factory is sold out for 2021. Now, we were lucky in that early in COVID, we talked to the factory a lot, we saw what was happening, and we have many units on order. Uh, we, we, you know, for, for, since being of COVID, we put order after order and week after week, so we have a steady supply coming from the factory. But even with that, we have the challenge of we are now selling. Um, weeks to months in advance to people coming in. And where pre-COVID people would come in and say, well, I'd like this model and this color with these options. And we go, great, we'd order it for you or we'd have it in stock. Now they come in and our sales team, um, you know, we put a nice big 75 inch monitor in the showroom and the sales guy will pull out his iPad and cast up to the big screen, uh, literally a spreadsheet and saying, here are the units, coming in here are the approximate ship dates and all ship dates are have an asterisk next to them because you know supplies are uncertain uh, from the factory side they're having their problems all, all the factories in our industry are um, and um, customers are saying I'll take that one that's coming in February or March or however far out it is and we do still have some people come in custom order something we say to them this is going to be 12 months out and they're like yeah we'll wait so, um, but most of our sales are people literally looking at a computer. I mean, we, one thing we have done is I locked our showroom. So on our showroom floor, we have 
all the models we want to show. We have, you know, 30 plus models on our showroom floor and, you know, three or four swim spas at any given time. So we do not sell our models off the showroom floor until we know we have another model to replace it. Uh, so people can come in and really look at what we have and, you know, see a, a larger selection they're going to see anywhere else and, and understand it. Um, but the frustrating thing is we can't get it to them as quickly as we want to. So you mentioned over 30 units on your showroom floor, which brings up the question of uh, how did he, how did it go moving the business? Because uh, <laughs> your, your original down. location did not have room for 30. 30 well, we're, we're actually, the original location was approximately the same size. This is a, a better location for a lot of reasons. And, and it, was, it was challenging because we were up in Shoreline. We, we found this property down in Tacoma and we want to be up in Shoreline. And, and right before COVID, we actually were getting ready to lease another property up in Shoreline. But with the pandemic, I made the decision, we're just going to move down to Tacoma. And, and it was a gamble, but it's worked very well. The, the, we've been, you know, had a warm reception down there. Uh, a lot of people are, are finding us. And you know we're looking for now we're looking for another location uh, back up north on near Shoreline or on the east side. Um, but boy, it was it was crazy because it was um, we had to move in uh, be out by June first, and the building we we're moving out of the company had been in for many years, and there were many corners with <laughs> lots of lots of junk accumulates in a building like that over the years. And uh, so, you know, my employees were amazing. People really came in and, and we just had teams of people in masks on the weekend, you know, working, working, working to get it done. What do you see uh, in the future for your industry and your company and how you sell hot tubs? You, know, you talked about, you know, the inventory list on the big screen. But well, that's for people yeah. coming into the store. Well, we're also doing um, FaceTime video appointments, virtual appointments. Uh, we communicate online with our customers quite a bit, whether it's through a, a chat or through email or phone calls. Uh, and I mean, you know, uh, we have our sales guys have relationships with people that are based more on text than anything else, texting back and forth with somebody. Uh, but, but sooner or later people want to, you know, most people do either, uh, come to the store or do a uh, video. And what we're doing at our store is, uh, for any business that is not, uh, buying a tub, I mean, we're talking about 7,000 square foot space. So it's pretty good size. You know, it's a warehouse with high ceilings. Uh, if, if you're coming, if you want chemicals or a lifter or anything like that, we, um, do curbside. So we don't have customers in the store. We have uh, limited employees in the store. We, you know, two or three people in the store, you know, in a large space. So people are not in proximity and they're masked. And when a sales customer comes in, it's a masked salesman. And we, you know, do the, the you know, making sure people are healthy thing. And, and you know, they, they do the six feet apart. And but they're able to wander through the warehouse and, you know, uh, with the salesman at a proper distance, have a, a sales experience. Okay, you see, uh, you see the the industry being strong in the near future. Well, 
Yeah, I mean, I think that just as we see that more people are going to be working at home, more people are kind of feathering their nests. And the idea of having a swim spa or hot tub at home is, is appealing to, you know, to more people now. I, I don't think that the tremendous demand that we've seen will stay as high. There'll be a leveling at some point production. You know, the factories are so strained because so many of the parts that they need, it's not just the demand is high, but, you know, Lucite, all those clear screens you see at every store, you know, the, the, the shields, it's, it's, it's Lucite making those things and, and, you know, the same parts that are used in, uh, in hot tubs. So a lot of suppliers are strained and, and the factory strained, that, that will go away at some point. The question is, nobody knows when. The question is how long is this going to last? And, you know, so, so really you have to be pretty agile and just, we have these constant conversations internally with the sales staff and my GM about, well, you know, how should we order this or how do we handle that? And, um, you know, the conclusion of all of them is we don't know that we're going to take our best guess. We're going to throw the dart for this week or this month, but of course we don't really know. And uh, what's really changed this year is a lot of our business was, you know, pre-COVID uh, and I'm sure post-COVID is events-based where we will go to the state fair or we will have a super sale or go to a home show or, you know, the, those kinds of events. And we've traditionally done very well with those. And obviously those aren't happening now. Uh, so um, the online component, uh, the online advertising uh, marketing has become critical and uh, has, has, has grown quite a bit this year. And, you know, it's been my responsibility to, um, or I see as my responsibility to really uh, set our digital strategy for, you know, the next month, the next six months, the next year, and the next, you know, three to five years. What do we want to be doing? How do we want to change our business? And, and we have gone much more, you know, the, the, this was a company when I bought it, there's nothing digital about it. It was a pen and paper company. And now, you know, every customer, every sale, every interaction, it's all getting, uh, it's all getting recorded and uh, organized. And, and, and it's funny because my sales team, they, you know, I said before, people don't like change. And when you make a change, they, they, sometimes they complain, sometimes they don't do it, but once they start to do it, they're like, wow, how did we get along before we had this tool? And, uh, you know, that's, that's gratifying when that happens. So I'm going to finish up with, uh, one more question. And then if you have anything else you'd like to say, but you, as a business buyer, five, six years ago, what advice do you have for new owners and what they should be doing the first three, six, 12 months? Well, I think, you know, in the beginning, it's so important to be shoulder to shoulder and, and be working in the business. But I do believe, I mean, it's a personal choice, but well, I think it's more than a personal choice. For me, my ambition is to work on the business, not in the business. So the first, you know, year, two years, I was in there doing everything, you know, from stocking shelves to, to selling. And uh, now it's uh, past five years and I, you know, I do not sell anymore when I'm in the store. I am in the store not to, you know, man the cash register or answer the phone, uh, but to, to manage and to, 
to talk to my team and to, you know, set a direction. And that, that's really what I, you know, I love getting to that point because it, it gives me more freedom in my life uh, to, uh, to manage it as I want and, and, and not punch a clock. Uh, and I'm very confident at this point with the people I have in place. I'm very comfortable. I'm very lucky, you know, in that we've been able to build a team that, that works well together. And, you know, I, I know that the, the, the term family is, becomes a cliche when people talk about businesses, but, um, you know, we, we do have a, a, a close knit team and, uh, they, they look after each other and, and work well together. And, uh, that being able to build that, it, it, it takes time, but being able to get to that point sure makes life a whole lot happier as, as a business owner. It really does come down to the people, doesn't it? That's really what you mind. Absolutely does. And you have to, when you buy a business, you have to look for those people who are undervalued. People who've been there, who know the business, who have not been appreciated for it. And, you know, I worked for many years in, in the TV industry for a guy named Grant Tinker, who was a famous, you know, producer. He, you know, back in the day in the 70s, uh, Mary Tyler Moore Show, Hill Street Blues, saying Elsewhere, all those shows. And then he ran NBC and took NBC from last place to first place. And I worked for him for seven years and I, he was a great mentor. And the thing that he taught me was hire good people and get out of the way, let them do their jobs and support them. And, you know, the experience I had working for him was so instructive because I have an experience where, you know, somebody would, you know, an agent or something would, would, would get mad at me about something. And, and, you know, um, when I got called to the boss's office, of, well, what happened here? You know, I would tell my story and he would listen and then say, well, that was really good. And here's what I would do differently next time. And, but you're doing great. And, and you'd leave feeling great about yourself. And I think that that, uh, you know, really shaped my management style. And I really appreciate those people who've been to the company and have come to the company who um, take it personally and take ownership of things. And, and, and that has to be rewarded and you have to, advance people and and let them know that they're working towards something and uh so so we've been very lucky that way and and uh i I think you know we're set up well for the years to come rob i thank you for being part of our podcast series and uh, i wish i wish you well as we move out of this covid era john you too i look forward to talking to you and and to continue listening to your podcast which i always enjoy okay thanks